Theory Podcast. Alright, let's play with these levels. Take it slow. Check, check. One, two. <laughs> Hello, good people. 2019 is uh, coming to an end officially. This is going to be the last show of the year, so it's probably time to reminisce. Think about the, all the good days we had. Um, I'll say right now, I appreciate everyone listening. I think it's been a lot of learning and a very gratifying feeling for me to make this and for people to, I don't know, comment and check this out. I hope it's been useful for everyone else, but it's been very good for me. Have you made enough artwork this year? Um, did you work hard enough this year? I don't know. We, we can get into this with a very, very special guest today in studio. Uh, oh, by the way, it's Creative Theory Podcast, a show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day-to-day is like, what their struggles are, thoughts on our art world, and a lot, a lot more. And so, last one of 2019, today in studio, artist, set designer, production manager, artist, my uh, fellow neighbor, uh, artist is sitting next to me at the studio, so I get to see all his beautiful work, uh, Michael Robert Bach. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Ilya, did you make enough art this year? Uh, probably not. I really have to think about it. Because um, that's so apt. It's such yeah. a, w- w- what, is, what does that even mean? What's enough work? Good question. That, that was, I was interested that you, uh, that you started off with that question um, <laughs> after our previous conversation. That's yeah. right. Uh, so was it a good enough intro? Is there anything I should throw in there about you? No. Yeah, we're going to find out more. Yeah, I think so. If you want to find out about Michael uh, as we get into this, just Michael Robert Bach on Instagram. You're quite, actually, you're quite, um, you don't share a lot of info about yourself online. No. I was trying to Google you, just doing my research. Couldn't find much. Yeah, I need to work on that. I mean, you got the art, but that's what comes up, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when I met you, I'm tr- I don't remember how many years ago was that, but when I met you, you were doing a lot of the I guess set designing and working on events you uh, had uh, a lot to do with the mural festival and then I, th- I would say you'll correct me if I'm wrong but let's say maybe the last year or two I've been seeing you just put so much work into uh, personal artwork and that's been really inspiring to see because every time I'm in the studio you're working at the studio um, and then recently I think you had another shift where you're now back to doing more of said <laughs> trying to make that yeah. money trying yeah. to make that money and so how has that i mean i don't know if you want to touch on how that shift has been for you uh going back to making money i think no well let's start out with first <laughs> doing the your full time and then going into full-on fine art or art yeah i think it was uh going into f- like full-time art i think it was like a a really abrupt transition and i like didn't give myself the patience that I needed to. Um, it was a hard one, and you know, previous to the conversation that we're having now, we were talking about you know how our environments influence, mm-hmm. um, you know, our level of productivity or um, our need to produce as much as possible. Uh, jumping into uh, the studio that you've been at for a few years now, it was like, oh, gotta produce, gotta produce, gotta produce, um, and just learning to pace myself and learning to take it slow and take a day off when I need to, uh, I think is really important to my longevity, you know? It's, it's a really tough one to learn, I think, because like you're, so what we were talking about previously is that when you're at a studio surrounded by many people, plus social media, plus your outside circles, everyone's working and, and every, everyone's just working hard and maybe at their own 
balance they found but i think from the outside it's just perceived as everyone's grinding and yep. you know we're vancouver we're not even new york or toronto where you know everyone says right. everyone's really right. grinding so can't even imagine what that's like but right yeah i think it, it's tricky to find that place for yourself because you, s- you know you see the elements you want out of other people yeah how are you uh, are you able to balance it in your own mind i don't know i love grind culture i yeah i really enjoy it like you know that's what uh, initially drew me to production work it's like everyone's hustling at the same time and there's a really like vibrant energy to you know certain productions or whatever where everyone's just like let's get it um <laughs> yeah and prolonging that for a period of time i don't think is sustainable at all uh mm-hmm. that's why most people who work production work you know a month on a month off just so they can rest their bones um it's a marathon, and you got to be real strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I see people do it differently, right? Uh, everyone has their own way of coping. Um, you know, my goal in life is to find like healthy and sustainable ways of coping, yeah. um, where I can maintain that curiosity and that creative drive for a long period of time. You know, versus five years when I have this window. Um, so playing with that balance of like. I have this window where I have these people that I love that push me, mm-hmm. um, and I want to do this for 50 years. Um, Smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's I really don't know. Cool. Maybe before we touch into more artwork, do you want to talk about the work you did prior to doing this full-on uh, fine art, art? I don't know what you want to call it for yourself, but that art jump prior to it. What did the everyday, day-to-day look like? <sighs> lots of CAD work. Um, okay. Yeah, lots of... Um, creativity that was all over the place it really helped me to like understand how to work with different materials and different modalities of creation but it was like all over the fucking place mm-hmm. you know what can i do with metal what can i do with wood what can i do with paint um and it was like a master of none situation mm-hmm. where i enjoyed it when i initially found theater um i was like whoa i get to sculpt with foam and i get to play with lights and atmospherics like fog and you know this is rad that's awesome um but yeah just concentrating my efforts and you know finding a really bright north star to Mm -hmm. cling to and uh, you know finding paint and sort of being like i'm just gonna jump into paint for this period of time uh has been has been good for my spirit you know but creativity so then it's always been in your life it's not like you're yeah that's part of yeah i think so and Um, yeah go sorry no 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 um my daddy's a, a poetic, uh, volatile individual, and my <laughs> mama is a suppressed painter okay. who should have been a painter but had kids instead. Okay. Um, Do th- can she paint now? Does she have time for I it? push her to. Do I it. give her shit. Yeah. I'm like, Mom, go paint. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to, over the holidays when I go back to Philadelphia, Okay. yeah, I want to paint with her. That'll be nice. And so because it seems like this passion you're talking about being uh, you know master of none in your words to then just focusing on painting um at what point did you figure out that that was the thing like when did you when did really yeah just just painting that's it i don't know um the medium is very uncontrollable uh and you look at look at look at drew look at the way he's able to like master liquid what's up mr young yeah um there's no there's no right way to do it. Um mm-hmm. why do I like paint? But also uh, why and when though. So because the reason I asked that is um you had this you, you know you, you're doing this one career and you're shifting and I only asked because the reason why I went into animation in the beginning instead of you know just 
fine art illustration is because it was financial safety. And that's, you know, whether it's your family and also how, you're, what you're, how you want your life to be, or at least like a glimpse of an idea that you have about it. Or, but I, I'm sure at that point, it's just like, you know, family that's having, uh, just giving you suggestions. That's why. So right. that's why I'm asking for yourself. Did you always know that you wanted to do painting, but you went into uh, production? Because it was safe. Because it was like, oh, I can make money at this. I was at, in the fine art program at UBC, okay. and I did not do well at all. I did not, uh, <laughs> did not feel at home whatsoever. The, you know, the profs weren't trying. It was all theory. It was not about it. I learned some shit, but like, okay. and then I found theater. I was like, oh, I can make money sculpting and painting and playing with light, and mm -hmm. sort of being this wizard of space and time. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, that's why I went into it, because, like, oh, I can make money. This is a film town. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, my rejection of that into trying to go into fine art more mm -hmm. sort of full time uh, was just, like, sort of an, like a meta acknowledgement that my fear is boring and it stifles me. And, mm. um, but I don't know. It seems like you're almost like you're <laughs> rejecting the idea that you took a full time job that pays you i mean there's nothing wrong with that in fact no I no no like not at all i mean i just did it right yeah but it's interesting but i do sometimes i do the same but I it's, feel it's, like just, it's the balance right it's the struggle but the industry you talk about it sounds like i mean of course clients are clients but it sounds like you you would do and you did some really cool things because how often would you be allowed to play with a space like that meaning imagine you're uh, you, you like sculpture and if you don't tap in even lightly into the industry that you're in i mean good luck finding spaces to put those giant totally and in. i think it comes down to ego you know uh with with production work it's it's a thankless endeavor yeah. i think a lot of the time and i have a fair bit of creative control but my name's not on it um and you know i wanted to jump headlong into having my name associated with a particular aesthetic versus just kind of playing around with all sorts of aesthetics mm -hmm. um and really discovering what my aesthetic is which i don't know yet mm -hmm. still finding it you know hopefully by the time i'm 50 i'll have it locked down that's the plan uh yeah 60 <laughs> maybe yeah uh, that's uh, so then it's the idea of ownership right maybe yeah yeah because uh, i i get the i get the ego side it's which sometimes maybe it's not even bad but it's about having a voice rather than not being allowed to or having five percent of the voice i can yeah. see so there's I, uh, there's different ways to frame it right you can look at it from the positive and the negative i suppose fine art is like not constrained even though it's very heavily constrained by the man in the system it when you're making it mm -hmm. you're doing something that is entirely your own creation versus yeah. there's this top-down pressure to uh you know acknowledge branding in there or whatever yeah, yeah, you yeah. know i think fine art is constrained uh, has the constraints if you want to succeed in a fine art world which there's a still a structure you know there's still the game you got to play um which i'm it's just still very foreign to me yeah uh, where you know if you want to succeed in it which yeah let's define success you know maybe if you want to <laughs> be great at artwork then yes there's you know there's all the freedom you, there's no rules really which is also dangerous and scary sometimes um too much horizon yeah do you want to talk about tape banana or no <laughs> sure we can <laughs> go for it lead uh, us off uh oh well i, I wanted your i just what, uh, you want my opinion on yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah I exactly don't know, bro. just throw something quick quick before i think it's fucking brilliant uh oh, damn okay yeah <laughs> dude i don't know uh I don't know. The fact that it got as much traction as it did, um, it succeeded yeah. in its aim. Yeah. But I, I wonder if the, those artists who are selling it are laughing. You know? Of course just, they are. Because uh, I was talking to Anna Brown. We're just like, chatting about it and talking about what is art, what is decoration, what is, you know, and uh, 
and when you talk about what is art and if you've got all these things that are falling under this umbrella what does it do to the whole you know if if a bent tape banana is in the same criteria as david or you know saroya or you say you name it i know you, you does it speak to anything for you like it speaks to the instant gratification of our culture and how something as absurd as duct tape and a banana on a wall can gain traction yeah and not just be overlooked it's pretty hilarious but it's just i i, I know i've talked to kind of similar subjects on this uh, podcast before and they're really ta- hard to talk about because i think uh, you need to start acknowledging first where abstract and contemporary work came from and why, you know, through World War One and Two, and th- and then you'll arrive there and it'll probably make more sense. But from kind of the bigger, either naive or bigger picture as an artist who's trying to get create like get good skills and <laughs> this art making, that's why stuff like that seems ridiculous. But you're right, it succeeded. It's kind of funny, but it's 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 success that is a, uh, I think, could be something for topic of conversation. What the definition of it? Sure. It's a moving target, right? Yeah. Different for everyone. I, I imagine, I wonder, like, you know, counterculture and movements are probably created for reasons like that. You know, we're going to come up with a new award for, like, applied, some sort of applied art and just going to fly away into a different direction. Just say, we're these guys, we're old school. We're the neo-impressionists and we're just going to go in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I suppose success lies in the eye of the beholder, right? Like... Totally. I think I just uh, opened up a big can of worms, but I don't even know if yeah, I want to go yeah, there. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't go that, <laughs> go down that deep, dark path. Because I'm going to need like a week to just really think about it, write a couple of essays, and they'll come back and be like, okay, here's my, here's, here are my thoughts, because I'm just... You know. Get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about you more. Uh, so I feel like there's so many artists in Vancouver that I feel like I know they've been on this podcast. They sp- split a lot of their time between, you know, work, work, artwork. And I think the reality is it's because this art world, as we mentioned, is very competitive and it's also an expensive city. Not to say you can't achieve uh, a way of making, you know, making your living by creating artwork. Um, but until then, you know, for a, a lot of us, um, how do you get... So, yeah, here's the question. How do you get the most out of yourself into your personal work when you do have to balance it? Like you were mentioned at the beginning, you know, you're back to full-time. So how has it been? Uh I'm a huge proponent of Pressfield's writing, um, and I think just showing up and sitting down is 90% of the fucking battle. Yeah. Um, I'm tired at the end of every fucking day, uh, <laughs> and showing up at the studio um, and having it just be for painting in the past even couple of weeks has been really nice to be like, this isn't my social time, it's not my fuck around on Facebook time, yeah. it's my painting time. Um, and sort of just compartmentalizing as much as humanly possible mm-hmm. um, and having it be not necessarily fun to start, but once I'm in it, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. And so, and do you feel like you find ways to get a- enough out of yourself to be satisfied? Um, I just screwed my face up. Um, I, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be. I think... Um, Maybe there's no such thing, I guess. Well, the yeah. pursuit of like a, a really nice brushstroke is satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, and doing that a thousand times mm-hmm. is moments of satisfaction. But like looking back at my work and saying, oh, I'm satisfied with how this turned out, that will never exist. Mm, yeah. And, and maybe that's just by nature, like you're saying. And also, it, once again, it goes back to that uh, idea of 
looking and comparing yourself to other people. So Which is really hard considering yeah. the people that we surround ourselves with and the standards of excellence that are in our, you know, mm-hmm. Photoshop culture. Um, everyone's trying really hard to be perfect. Um, and it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. of, you know, it's a lot <laughs> of effort, right? Yeah. I love too much when you say perfect. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good fucking luck. So you're, you're just mentioning earlier that uh, you, you're going to figure out your style when you're 50 or 60. Do you, is this a joke? Do you actually plan, do you do a lot of planning years ahead? Uh, I try to. Yeah. Um, plans are obviously subject to change. And, you know, you can you can lay out really good plans and then they'll go to shit. I, I more value my skills as a creative problem solver real time. Um, sort of lending that skill set from production work. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I have technical drawings, but the slope of the ground is 4%. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Like, that destroys <laughs> my whole plan. Yeah. Um, so a balance between the two, right? Um, I think I could get better at planning. Um, yeah. Well, it's especially, uh, it's got to be especially important when you you do want to succeed in a world of freelance art, fine art, because there's really no straightforward path. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, well, you could do whatever you want until you find success in it for yourself and what that means to you. I feel like I'm still in observation mode. Like I, I'm still in like, okay, I still don't really understand the landscape whatsoever. Um, and in order to uh, correctly plot a course, I need to understand the topographical detail of what yeah. I'm looking at. And it's constantly fluctuating, right? Yep. Um, so just maintaining like a high elevation um, and try to observe as much as I can until I'm like that one and going yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. you know. Do you know people who do know the what you call lay of the land I feel like there are people that have mapped it out for themselves they built their own topographical landscape Mm -hmm. you know and then they're like okay because I'm I've built this ground that I'm looking at I'm able to navigate it I feel like that's the only way to Mm -hmm. approach a creative career is like you have to sort of build your universe around what it is that you find interesting and impactful Mm -hmm. and so having said all that it just it, it sounds like you kind of have to have a plan because it must be so easy to get lost right oh yeah Yeah, totally yeah but personally i don't know getting lost is like half the fun Mm -hmm. um i meander a lot creatively and i'm all over the fucking place i think (laughs) dispositionally it's it's again in the eye of the beholder like you know if you want to plot a course and stick to it it'll work really well um yeah I know that I've learned a lot more from my creative meanderings than I have of like, I have a rendering of a painting that I'm going to do and I did it yeah. and then I moved on. Yeah. Um, I feel like I learned less, even though that's mm. the style that I'm in right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this probably my questions are coming out of me seeking control, right? That's why, I mean, you we and I have do. a lot of these conversations yeah. when we're in studio is that it, you want some of it, but also just some of it is just impossible to have and you'll drive yourself nuts. So yeah. that's what you were telling me. It's like, well, you got to surrender to it sometimes. So. There's, there's moments where, you know, we all want to white knuckle and grip really tightly to control. <laughs> and there's other moments where we're like, fuck it. Uh, what is that for you, man? Yeah. Where do you find like moments of complete like fuck itness? <laughs> like fuck in it the gym right while you're on like a really strenuous hike? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Uh, this isn't rhetorical. Like, yeah. where in your life? Where in your life you're going to carry the least, you're saying? No, you. Yeah. Mr. Elia. Yeah. Where in your life? 
is there like a lack of like where you're not thinking about control so much? Obviously not at your nine to five. You know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta be hustling. You, you gotta be in control for sure. Yeah, I think just getting it out out in nature is yeah, it's so important. Where right? you, it's any moment where you don't feel like you have to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where where there are no expectations on you to perform in a particular way, and you're just existing, right? Mm-hmm. So then, are we talking about taking that and applying it to everything else, or other? I'd like parts? to. Yeah, I think it's fucking hard, but I'd like to. Yeah, you know. Actually, I did want to ask you about it because, like, you do you you actually do a good job of going in your retreats and just disappearing into the. Yeah, yeah, I try to do it once a week, you know. Do you want to yeah. talk about that once a week? That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy here, you know. Yeah. It's so fucking easy here. Um, do I want to talk about that? Mm, no. <laughs> not really. Um, okay. But would you re- maybe, w- would you give some recommendations for, because you find pretty good ways to just, just, just yeah, get away from it. Uh, well, in terms of location, would I recommend any locations? Probably <laughs> not, because they're like, they're, they're secret no, no, to no, me no, and not I like that, them. No, no, not that. It's just, it's a, it's a way in your... So you allow yourself to just be like, okay, here's a day. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. No technology. Yeah, it's how I out. survive. Yeah. Um, I feel like some people have a hard time. Some people don't have a hard time getting bogged down in like the existential dread and the <laughs> and the, and the too muchness of Instagram culture and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people can operate it twenty four seven and have no problems. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Um, I I take it all in and I I'm not. I'm not a screen door. I feel like a sponge. And, like I need to like I need to dilute the shit. Um, <laughs> so like jumping in cold water in the ocean or forest bathing is like really vital to my ability to like you know the solution to pollution is dilution, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know forest bathing was a term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Japanese and Koreans are all about it. What forest bathing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Get, like those, get those pinings and turpentines in your system. It's real shit. <laughs> it's a cool term. It's real shit. And when you say when you get them in your system, are you just breathing them in? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So that's what I'm doing. When I'm, I'm, I'm bathing yeah. in the beauty of the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Now that you have a, a – now that you're back to full-time, is your art going to change, do you think? You're going to yeah, be safe Yeah, now. I think so. I think, um, I think I was – for, like, the brief period of time, for mm. the year or so that I was – spending my money on art um and you know i was still freelancing here and there mm-hmm. um i think i asked too much of it i want to take care of my art mm-hmm. i don't want to have my art take care of me at least right now yeah um and uh i think when i give it more room to breathe yeah. when i don't ask so much of it like you have to support me pay my rent yeah, yeah, yeah. um I think I, I'm quick to go into a direction that is lucrative but not necessarily artistically gratifying. Mm. Um, so, yeah, now I'm making what I want to make, yeah. and that changes. And, you know, if people want to say anything about it, like, cool, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for money, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> um, and that's nice. Yeah. You know? It'll be interesting to see how how if it does yeah if it changes or not right then you'll really know if you're painting the things that you want to be painting or just they're different and you just changed but yeah i mean you know a couple of years ago uh, at y'all's uh christmas party i was yeah. like how do you really define what it is that your aesthetic is because we're all you know sponges we're all yeah, yeah. we were all constantly being inundated with things 
from our environment, from our digital environment. Mm -hmm. You know, what is your true aesthetic? Does it exist? Yeah. I don't think it does. Um, but I'd like to sort of chisel it out of stone a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. understand it. Do you feel like you need it? Do you need one? Do you need an aesthetic? In order for people to have something to sink their teeth into, yeah. Mm. I feel like consistency in anything is important. Um, and it's not something I come by honestly, I don't think. <coughs> I think I'm consistently inconsistent. Um, and I'm fine with it. Um, but it's, it's a hole in my personality that I try to fill. It just, uh, it just feels like that's, a th that's an aspect that one needs to develop to be, seems to be successful in, in the art world, right? Recognizable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's probably the word, yeah. I can see how that can be a pursuit. Um, so compared to when you made your first switch, uh, I keep going back to it. I'm just curious, when you made your switch to art, um, now that you have put a lot of you know time and hours into it, uh, your idea of what you wanted to pursue, how different was it before to now? You know, having, you've had a, a solo art show, you really dove in deep, and now it just feels like there's quite a lot of changes occurred in your life, and uh, do you see this pursuit the same way that you did before? The pursuit of... Uh, Being an artist. Do I see it the same? No, it changes every fucking day. <laughs> um, hmm. Are you jaded at all? I think the, I've always, like, guarded my curiosity. Like, um, how do you define jadedness, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I define it as, like, no longer being curious, no longer, like, allowing play in your process mm. and, like, um, just doing it because you have to do it and doing it begrudgingly. Um, so, like, no. Like, the point of it is to hold on to it in old age because you see people either tighten Mm -hmm. and get smaller in old age or you see them relax and get looser right um i want to be the latter i want to mm -hmm. i want to be more childlike the older i get acknowledging what's really important later and later you know i think you definitely will be well you are uh, i think that's I'm you think hopefully that's not too old yet you know well, well you're i'm not you're, you're not old but it's like oh. but that doesn't have to i don't think that has to come with age right you're able to maintain the like you're saying the fun of it i think yeah, but that could change. Like, I think there I'll, have been. I won't let you, man. Uh, <laughs> I think there have been times where I've been like, "Fuck, I gotta keep my head down and I gotta produce." And you know, it, it's easy to get there when you know, especially when there's expectations on you. Like, do you still have fun in your in your day job? Sometimes are you, are there moments of play? I have, yeah, I have fun. It's a lot more problem solving now than. Uh, I, I guess it's just different problem solving where because I'm art directing now, it's problem solving from uh, a little bit wider. Macro perspective. Little, yeah, yeah, whereas, you know, and I still sometimes when I'm looking at other artists' work, if it's just a, if it is a car or some sort of prop, if it doesn't work, if there's scale difference, I can still help problem solve that way. Mm -hmm. it, it's still visual. Uh, to your question, yeah, there's, there's still fun times, which I'm, I'm very grateful for, the fact that I can you know, still have and have applicable skills during my day job that helps the the passion <laughs> similar worlds you know totally and i'm very excited to see people who are able to be satisfied in both i think there's a really happy medium as long if you yeah. find the right people company right, uh, we we're we we're talking about at an art studio where if anyone has seen klaus the animated film it's a gorgeous piece of art right. where if you just framed the background 
you know, that's a that's a beautiful environment painting. It's just like there's your fine artist world. You know, that could be hanging at a gallery, right? And yet it also has, uh, you know, storytelling and gorgeous animation. So they're able to have a marriage of it. Uh, another good example, I feel like artistically, while it's a little bit more leaning towards comic books, but that. Um, Spider-Man, mm, the animated mm. one. Um, the Spider-Verse? Mm, no, fuck. Was it? Yeah, I think it uh, was. Anyways, I think it was. Clearly, I know a lot about it, but no. It <laughs> was beautiful. That was Did a beautiful you see it? Yeah, yeah I loved it. it. And that's because you know, the original, or a lot of the original art direction was done by artists who are, you know, came from fine art and were able to influence it. I just think, I think there's, there's middles. It's like, and so I imagine to your career, if you are doing said decoration and then, but you get to work. I don't know if this is going to be a good example for you or not. But if you did have to go work with uh, Kanye West, I mean, he does some daring things. Or I don't know how, what your opinion on him is. But those shows do interesting visuals, and I imagine that could be a really fun platform. Yet, I mean, probably not fun working with Kanye. But <laughs> there, I mean, he's brilliant, and they're brilliant. Um, that's I think that's the ultimate goal is to be able to marry. The thing that makes you money with the thing that you really care about and love from a perspective of color or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I think finding complementing skill sets that allow you to pursue curiosity when you're getting paid and when you're not, mm -hmm. and then marrying them yeah. in some way is the ultimate goal. I think it is a dream because then, because then not only, you know, you're probably like, okay, you, you, you in that way, you're for sure making a living but also i think power of collaboration in those areas where some i think sometimes as solo artists totally you may not do that enough totally i mean everyone's so like hyperbolically focused on their aesthetic and, yeah. and and yeah and and self yeah um and i'm not knocking that that is what no, it no, is exactly yeah um, it's, it's fair and i think that's where how we started it's that's how you have your own like that's 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 voice and statement right unobscured by anything else but here's me and if it sucks or if it's great it's because of you know this one person right but yeah that's something about those collaborations anyways i think there, there's ways and I, I i get excited to see that there's ways of doing it where it's a marriage of two it doesn't have to be just one or the other yeah, I think coming from a place of uh, everyone killing their babies at the same time, <laughs> meaning everyone sort of um, negating their own personal aesthetic yeah. um, on a constant basis through production work yeah. um, and really having to be a tight unit, um, I think it has informed how I want to carve my path out in the fine mm -hmm. art world. I think collaboration is beautiful mm -hmm. and would love to have it be sort of a, a linchpin mm -hmm. um, in future work. And it's volatile yeah. and you get something really exciting. You know, sometimes it may not work, but if it's just uh, two people playing with something and trying to see how they can work together and interact. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, bouncing ideas off each other is like, you know, I'm super grateful for, mm -hmm. our, for our space in that respect. I probably obnoxiously ask people's opinions too much. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have that uh, that energy around you where you aren't insecure or hesitant to be like, yo, like, I'm not sure about this. Do, yeah. you, do you like this at all? Mm -hmm. You know, it's nice. Because a lot of us are making artwork and the goal is to try to get it into other people's homes or hands or walls. Uh, how do you feel about the value of artwork 
whether it's uh, like an abstract or actual, like, you know, monetarily, do you have opinions on what it should be? Do I have opinions on what artwork should be? Oh, and like, uh, and what it value, what its value is. That's a huge question. Is that a, yeah, did I? No, I, it's a good one. <laughs> it's, it's a huge one. Um, beyond uh, a splash of color in a monochromatic environment, um, it's uh, a moment of tranquility away of from the system, away from the toil mm-hmm. in people's spaces that they can lose themselves in. Um, it's so much. I mean, it has to be. Otherwise, what the fuck am I doing? You know, yeah. um, it has to be. You know, the universe in a brushstroke. It has to have that spirit. Otherwise, why? Yeah. Uh, I bro, that's powerful. I, that's I don't. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, but it's it's fun to guess. But I, the reason I'm asking that, if you know what the value is and what ideally it should bring to people, then the next one, the follow up is, what should it be worth? Right. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. If you understand what the value it should bring, it should be free and also. Or I don't know. Should it? Yeah. It should be free and it should also be worth billions of dollars. Yeah. Should it be accessible and and worth a tons of monetary money? Um, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like a tape banana, dude. Yeah, like a tape banana. <laughs> you know, it's it's worth nothing, but it's also worth 120k. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Exactly. <laughs> it brings someone revelation every morning to wake up and look at that thing that's sitting on the other wall, <laughs> starting to like drip down <laughs> on their beautiful uh, three million dollar. What should it be worth? <laughs> I, you know, I've been I've been sort of grappling with this. You know, like how to how to price artwork. Yeah. You know, by the linear inch makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in a lot of respects to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had it described to me like not to price work. If it's the same size, price it the same. Yeah. Um, so you aren't lending your own subjectivity yeah. to the piece, right? Um, and then, But I think consistency, I, yeah, the, there's many schools of thought. You're right. Because the consistency helps also if you're eventually going to start having collectors that you want that value to always go up, right? Yeah. So I can see for kind of for that world, um, that is an important thing, the way to price it. And I, I think Penny Lane has really good suggestions, uh, advice about it. There's Do you see her at all? Uh, Have I've you gone to her? I've done once. Mm. Uh, I, I, w- I think one day I'd like to. Actually, I, I really want to get her on this podcast, but mm, she did a really good one with um, the Jealous Curator. Are they shared on my screen? She did one recently where... I don't know, so many things she talked about were so good. I'm like, well, I think I'll need some time to think about what we talk. But she, yeah, th- that was a lot of really good advice for anyone who uh, wants to get some inspiration. No, in terms of um, what you were referencing earlier, in terms of there being no chiseled out path, yeah. everyone has their own their own means to sort of build their own universe around mm-hmm. them. Um, it was comforting to see her and mm-hmm. to be like there no there is a path there's a yeah. there's a very clear path um and whether that's uh, uplifting or depressing um yeah. remains to be seen um and i think that path appears depending on what your goals are like the it, it can't be more clear if you can I mean you know if the question is what do you want out of this and you answer it then well and here it is and let's go but it's it's how to answer the question of what do you want out of uh, your life and your artwork because if you do say, okay, here are the things, and, and so then you can you can craft yourself, and you can find anchors, at least to help you, right? Meaning if you want to be a successful artist, but you don't want to do gallery shows, and you want to sell work, well, okay, let's look at online servers. Y- you, you can you can write down a plan for someone to at least begin with, because and you can craft it. It's just, it's, it's giving that answer. 
what do you want? Well, I want to be an artist. That doesn't help. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you want to make money? Do you do you care if your shit is in museums 200 years from now? Yeah, yeah. Like, if not, like, you could sell your work to, um, uh, you know, a company that, you know, replicates work. Yeah. And make, uh, you know, 50% on every thousand paintings sold. Exactly. Because, yes, yeah, and if you answer, you, you want to get your artwork to as many people as possible maybe you should consider illustration or like uh, maybe you right. want to design covers for books. Like, yeah. There's so there's so many answers, but you're right. It's, oh, sorry, no. Y sorry, I, I'm trying to remember <laughs> that point you just made because I realized like I'm talking, but I'm leading there. Um, but yeah, I think there can be answers and you're saying, oh, it's, uh, whether it's depressing or satisfying to hear that there's a clear path. It, yeah. It, it's really good that it is out there, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, when Scott was on your show, that mm -hmm. was a brilliant episode. Thanks. Um, Scott, you did it. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it does take a lot of meandering, a lot of, like, figuring out what you don't want to do, yeah. um, you know, and sort of finding, finding a, a path. I think eventually meeting an artist on their own terms is, like, a, a goal that I'd like to strive for mm -hmm. um, I don't I want people to collect my work mm -hmm. instead of them being like can you do the thing that you did two years ago that was really cool okay. um, I think that's like the ultimate is goal. that where you're going yeah I, so I'd, I'd like to just be able to make and just be able to be able to people like, oh, I yeah. want that so it's almost like you'd want to have patrons very I guess quite old school or is, it, is that right? old school yeah I guess I so. Think so I mean that's yeah. how a lot of the artwork whether it was you know portraits for the rich absolutely art. yeah yeah I mean, that's, you know, that's always been the way it's been. You Maybe. know, there's always been benefactors and, you know, in art, right? Maybe we need a church to uh, sponsor you. A church. Just the good old days, you know? I don't know. The I king. got hang-ups about churches, man. Yeah? Okay. What if it, well, Okay. We'll find a king. <laughs> it's okay. It depends on the church. Maybe we'll come up with some good Maybe work. we just need the right Scientology, church. Scientology, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty out there. They're pretty open. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how actually. open they are. They're probably pretty closed door, yeah. but... <laughs> it's worth a try, you know. Oh, uh, man. Scientology, so, please give me money. Exactly. Reach out to this fella. Okay, and so as we're talking about the value of artwork, I just, something I've been thinking about, I guess it's on the topic, application of art and how it can be absorbed. Um, so I guess you've mentioned that most of your work that you want people to kind of, quotation mark, consume, you want it to be originals, right? Again, I think it's it's still um, totally up for contention and debate. Um, you don't know. Is there I don't we'll know. I yeah. you know originals meaning like <laughs> just one-offs, right? Like you're not gonna make copies of them. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, God knows where this path is gonna lead me. Yeah. You know, I could be. I could be selling, you know, prints in a few years. I don't doubt it. From the people I know who have done it, it doesn't seem that lucrative unless the base is there to purchase them. Exactly. That's um, a tricky part, right? But, uh, you know, I'd like to. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, I, I want to spend my time. I'm not – I'm a painter, and I want to be a painter. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to, obviously, you know. Um, and anything that sort of detracts from that where I have to – pick up a lot of skill sets that don't ultimately lead to painting I don't really have much interest in and that's why I think mm -hmm. playing the long game makes the most sense mm -hmm. because if I wanted to play a short game I have to pick up a bunch of skill sets along the way in order to survive mm -hmm. um, well and you've already you kind of you 
you said you tried that and y- you clearly want to have this you really want to be just a painter you want to really yeah. finesse that skill yeah absolutely so if you got some answers for yourself that's good there you go maybe <laughs> Yeah, because I was asking about originals is that it is a tricky thing when you you and I are seeing galleries close in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. Vancouver, BC, Canada. That's where we are. If I'm I should probably I should always mention that in the beginning of the show. But, you know, I'll figure it out. (laughs) We are are currently on the downtown east side. There is a Sunday market going on right now. That's right. That's uh, filled with uh, a lot of fiery individuals, Uh, a lot of people (laughs) with a lot of spirit. It's nice to see in this town. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we were talking about previously. Yeah, but if if there's no galleries uh, for the the this, maybe there'll be maybe there'll be enough. Depends on where you go. Uh, if you want to show originals, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think of other ways to do it. On the street, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I've got I'm sort of honing two aesthetics right now, mm-hmm. and and one um, I like to show on the street more, and. You know, I think, uh, you know, ultimately when it comes down to all of us creatives, we're really mostly afraid of obscurity, right? We're, we're af- afraid of being forgotten or, you know, we, we want our work to be seen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of embracing that obscurity and realizing that, you know, I'm just a small cog in, in the grand wheel of, of all that is life. Yeah. Um, and being egalitarian with how I show my work. And at least for right now, because I have the luxury of not trying to uphold any sort of market value of yeah, my yeah. work, um, just really enjoying the process of creating it and giving it to the point where maybe somebody on the street can really enjoy one piece and it can do something for their day or it can make them feel a particular something. Mm-hmm. It is kind of a cool equalizer because anyone can v- see it. The, the, uh, that's why I love Mural so much that... Uh, anyone, it's, you don't need to go to a fancy gallery or not a fancy, whatever, just a gallery. Maybe you're not exposed to that world. Yeah. Maybe you don't. So, and that it can be part of your day, like you said. That's yeah. R- that's a really cool aspect about it. I had a, a really interesting moment happen the first year of Mural Festival. Um, for those of you that don't know, I work as a ground support person for uh, the Mural Festival. Um, and the first year, we were all wearing a lot of hats, and we were working 12, 14, 16 hours a day. It was pretty brutal, um, and we are all way burnt the fuck out. Uh, and the day before opening, um, around 6 or 7 a.m. on a Tuesday, um, I saw a dude pushing a shopping cart with a bunch of cans in it and a dude uh, in a really nice suit and really nice shoes standing underneath one of the murals talking to each other. Um, and that was like a really impactful moment, right? Where I was like, oh shit, like this is what it's all about. This is the union of and synthesis of culture through shared love and awe and joy of color on walls. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a really powerful moment and it really hammered home the importance of yeah, egalitarian work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then at the same time, you're also encroaching on a public space. So th- that's been an ins- uh, one thing I've been thinking about. I was reading uh, Mr. Ares' um, book, uh, the collection of artwork, but there's an interesting interview about his approach to how to how he puts artwork into a space. And he considers a space, and at the same time, you kind of, 
there is some pressure that you almost owe it to the people living there that you got to put something there but his thing is that he doesn't want to just make appealing work because that's like doing a disservice to him uh, or so th i think that's for being a street artist there's some sort of fine line that you can't draw for yourself of uh should you be doing it like are you trying to be thought provoking are you trying to put a bunch of flowers on a wall to mm -hmm, make it pretty mm -hmm, but make mm -hmm. it you know maybe it's fluff i don't know yeah uh no right answer but if you are considerate of people seeing this work how do you go about it you know that's a I, I, that's it's an interesting wildly subjective my yeah, friend i yeah. mean like you know if you look at our city vancouver's very gray yeah. and any injection of color is a positive in my opinion mm -hmm. um and yet a blunt like injection of color can also make it maybe stand out too much should, mm -hmm. should yeah, we absolutely should we make something that feels like it lives in a space rather than be because rather yeah, than here's it's, it's here's so, neon it's you know? so it's so wildly subjective based yeah. upon who the who the artist is and what the space is ultimately when i look at any public work piece i you know i want i want the artist to care yeah i want the artist to care and i want that care to be imbued in the work whether it's like the technical proficiency of it or the consideration of space um yeah that's i want him to well care said. i like yeah. that that's that's very well put As, there's some you know murals out there where it's like you didn't fucking care about that yeah, man yeah, you yeah. just threw that up there yeah i yeah that's a really good way put, to put it because that's how you know you're going to get the most value out of it right if they really care hopefully the most emotion and intent will be shown through it right yeah. that's what you're trying i think that's what we're trying to do is yeah. to show how we feel about this thing that we really care about yeah i think you know when people when people stop caring and they and they view their artwork sometime as a day job that that care is that care and that passion is sucked out of it because it's so monotonous mm -hmm. and um and that sucks for them mm -hmm. like i don't want that for them yeah i want them to live their lives in a, in a state of you know caring Some, something changes when you feel like you have to do something right at least for me it does yeah totally even if it's a commission if it's a, i find it when i have to when i have to do it and there's no freedom of like ah screw this i'll try another one that, yeah that's something something changes for me at least i don't know for you but th then there's a little bit extra pressure 100 like there's this uh this sort of paradox between like i want to be a full-time working artist and i want my aesthetic to be how i make my money and i also want to care about it Mm -hmm. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 50 or 60. You know, you <laughs> I got another 30 years. Uh, cool. Well, if we're going to live uh, until 130, then yeah, it's not as I don't want to live that long. <laughs> Depends how healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Pace, a standard ground animal? Um, looking back on it, I wish I just named it a ground animal like a or ground a standard animal. ground animal. Uh, do I want to talk about the title or the work? Everything. Or what did Tell us about it. Uh, it's still up at Kafka's. Go check it out. There's a few pieces gone because the people who bought them wanted them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a fun learning experience. Um, I view everything I do as a failure, and I don't mean that in a negative connotation of mm -hmm. a failure. Yeah. Um, there's always things to be learned. Uh, I only had about a month to produce it because somebody dropped out. Uh, and I was able to sneak in there uh, in the space. Um, so I had to really sort of go into production mode mm -hmm. of like, okay, I need to bang out eight or nine pieces in a month. Um, how can I do that with the sort of collection of skill sets that I have? Um, you did it. 
idea. It, it, yeah, it worked out well enough. Um, I don't want to work in circles anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he means, you literally mean on circles? On, on a on, physical circle yeah. of a panel. Um, I am learning the dangers of working large. Um, and I want to start working a bit smaller. What are, what are they? Um, well, in terms of shipping, shipping yeah. large work sucks. Um, yeah. Moving it around sucks. Um, it is impactful. Yeah. Um, working small and having that be impactful is, I think, really difficult. Yeah. For True. me, at least. Because oh. of the way I work, sometimes I build large brushes. And that having that brush be large and cumbersome is kind of the point of yep. that work. Mm -hmm. um, so working small is a skill set that I like to attain yeah. you and boiling shit yeah. down, you know? Yeah. You wrote that uh, you're not using any traditional tools. What made you want to come up with your own applicators? The point of the way a paintbrush is built, mm -hmm. depending on the paintbrush, of course, um, is to, you know, articulate the wrist, uh, the movement of your body well. Mm -hmm. And I wanted something that had its own mind and its own control. And like, mm -hmm. it was wild and, and weird looking. And like, there was no way to get what I wanted out of it. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to like have its own kind of life. Um, so it came from you looking for some, an applicator like that, which just didn't exist. So you were, you that, decided to make your own. That it was unwieldy and like mm. didn't. Ha there was a degree of surrender associated with like, okay, I can set the the direction and the pace of the brushstroke, but I have no idea how it's going to turn out. Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of building layers of surrender mm. in air quotes, um, and then sort of finding the connection between those layers um, by. You know, everyone in the studio did not like me for those couple of weeks because I was working with paint thinners and <laughs> strippers and <laughs> stinking up the joint. Um, you know, just trying to, like, peel away layers and add layers and mm. just find moments of color that works nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, w I, for people who want to imagine what we're talking about, I would just go to Michael's uh, Instagram. You'll yeah. see there's uh, quite a lot of videos and images of how you did that. It's it, it, in, in itself, it, it, it is kind of like a performance, which is cool that you do film them because it is, it's like you mentioned, I think the good way to describe it is sometimes they are unwieldy. They're, uh, you have to really work with the applicators that you build yeah. for yourself. It's like, it's almost like you make yourself struggle. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like a, there's, you know, you were, you were commenting a couple of months ago about like watching my process and I was like, yeah, you're really like fighting it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a struggle. Are there mm -hmm. other artists that you admire who are creating their own tools? Uh, do you know anyone who works in a similar space? Yes, but I'm not sure if I want to have that conversation. That's fair. Um, I, I ask because I wonder if it helps to be, to look at it and be inspired by it, or if it helps totally. to not look at it all, the opposite. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. kind of my trip. Um, okay. I, I don't know if I come by it intentionally or not. Uh, I feel like I keep my influences kind of myopic intentionally. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like when I first got into the theater world, which I don't really resonate. Like I don't love theater mm -hmm. and I didn't come from it. I kind of stuck out like a sore thumb in the theater community. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I didn't know the rules. So I didn't know I couldn't break them. Uh, and I liked that. And okay. looking back on it, I was like, ooh, I was like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I was yeah. just playing with things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of want to keep it that way in the art world a little bit. I kind of like don't really want to have an understanding of the landscape mm-hmm. in a, a certain way. So I don't know who I'm replicating and therefore um, I don't stop myself from replicating because it's yeah. inevitable. It's all been done, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's you probably find higher chances of being unique in that way because you have no place of reference. It's a, I think maybe it's a similar conversation to um, – how much art history should you be exposed to, yeah. right? It's, yeah. uh, does that education, I mean, it can, uh, it can, uh, I'm losing the words, so I'm going to use some, uh, it can stifle you or it can uh, help you be developed more by understanding the context of where you came from. And I guess it def- maybe it depends on the kind of artwork you make. I, I think understanding like the lineage and like, and like the, the, the tree mm-hmm. that, you know, who are the influences of your influencers, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that shit's super valuable. And if they come across my plate, I'm like, awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't, I kind of stop myself from doing too much research. Uh, It comes to a point where I'm just like, okay, I'm at the studio. I have an idea. Let's see how that goes. And it's clumsy. I think that process is a lot more clumsy. And I'm probably shooting myself in the foot more than I need to. Um, I often have the same thought about myself where, it's like, if I don't research enough, am I making the same mistakes the same people have made and right. I'm repeating them? Meaning, can I, uh, I think you can compare it to sciences. You know, there's a reason why we learn everything else that's been, or not we, people, learn, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You learn what's been done to up to today so that you can make the next advancement. And I, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while art doesn't work the same way, there's got to be... I think it does in, in a lot of respects, depending on who you are. Yeah. You know, like if you are a very technically proficient oil painter, mm-hmm. um, knowing how to work in the medium and what not to do is super important. Viewing it as chemistry, because a lot of it is, mm-hmm. um, I think from a technical standpoint, that makes sense. From uh, pushing the envelope of where art is going next, mm-hmm. I feel like your life is doing that. I feel like, you know, the person that you are and how much you're inundated yeah. with TikTok or, or whatever, yeah. um, it's going to push you in a particular direction. I, I guess then it's uh, maybe it's the question about do you want to make artwork relevant to today or what what is artwork theory? Make, what is the artwork <laughs> about? Because if it's relevant to today, maybe you shouldn't know. Yeah, it's like how much do you? It's gonna allow it's, it's gonna be relevant to today because you live in today. Not right? if you, but what if, uh, what if like seventy percent of the things you're looking at, you're just trying to paint like you know, whoever three hundred years ago? Then are you t- too far in the past? And there's also a danger. Are you gonna look too much like them? Which I, I think these days is actually people love that. Like people mm-hmm. love the throwbacks. Like oh, this person paints mm-hmm. like Caravaggio. Mm-hmm. You know, which, but. Yeah, I guess un- unless it's really honest, you're just painting like Caravaggio, which is diff- very difficult, by the way. But <laughs> it, it, it just depends on what you're trying to get out of it. If it's just catharsis, yeah. if it's just the joy of doing it, again, I think it uh, it's easy to get caught up in like all of this shit. And like, what is it really? Like, boil it fucking exactly. down. Is, yeah, it, yeah. is it important to you to apply liquid plastic to a piece of wood? Yeah. And yeah. why? And like... I know my head spins way too much when I 
that's when when we when I start having these conversations in it's my circles. head, it's circles. I, yeah. I need to go and jump in the ocean. Totally. And then I'm yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I should I should stop this. I should stop. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I like I like we all have it. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's yeah, yeah. I feel like so so much of uh, often where <laughs> where my mind wants to go, it just, it it just it's really circles because it's just so subjective, man. It's, Nobody knows, man. But it, but here's another circles that it does help to have some ground rules. It yes. does help to have an answer of like yes, you should study art history, and you won't get it. You won't get it, but. You won't get it. What yeah. do you mean? You won't get that answer. You uh, or whoever's giving you an answer, it's a biased answer, right? Depending on who you ask or who you talk to, they'll tell you, "Yeah, you should," or "Yeah," you sh- or "No, you shouldn't." Right, but like, it's up to you as uh, as you know uh, a person with you know a sense of self. You make your own decisions. Uh, well, yeah. no, just like you know, take it and leave it. You know, okay. Uh, like I I value the people that I surround myself with a lot. Like I value their opinion a lot, yeah. and I know that sometimes I don't agree with the path how they're how they're going about their path like i wouldn't personally do it but mm-hmm. i respect it so i can watch it and be like okay i see you that's cool it's not the path i want to take yeah yeah yeah. um that's fair but everyone should do life drawing i said it i'm sorry i, I, I agree a, i made a rule I agree. that's I, it i i wish i i need to do it more I, it scares <laughs> me man uh it totally scares me like i i don't come from a place of creativity where i want to reproduce the world around me um, I want to like build my own space inside my head and then mm. like have it proliferate out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I wish I was a better observer in that respect. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we can walk away w- from here with a rule of <laughs> you have to <laughs> everyone go to do live. There you, go, there you go. <laughs> uh, I haven't talked, uh, I haven't touched on, I feel like I haven't touched on Instagram or social media on this podcast in a while. I don't know if I kind of, I don't know if I overdid. I just, try maybe it's a reflection of uh, how i have been i've been trying to be a little bit um you want to avoid it i'm not avoiding it but i'm just uh, i, I want to find ways to have less pressure from the application on me mm. you, i don't know if you see people but i i i'm it's it's a common conversation but you see people who feel like it kind of it doesn't own them but it, it's almost like well why don't you, you have to post once a week man otherwise where so i think i probably haven't talked about it as much because i've been trying to have less of that for myself because I feel like it's kind of, you know, it's a beast that can help you with your business. If you know mm-hmm. where you're going with art, once again, if you know what you need of it, mm-hmm. yeah, you're using it as a tool to market, to get people to learn more about you. Um, but then there's a flip side where then you feel like you have to work for it. Uh, and like it's you're al- beholden to... It's almost set up uh, where, yeah, 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 you have to, you know, you can look at your uh, reach and then you can see that, yes, the best day is to post on mm-hmm. Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And that means you have to post on Wednesday and Friday if you want to be successful at this business. And once again, there's, I'm sure there's a healthy way relationship with it, but it's, uh, it can almost put too much expectations on someone who may not be making art every day. Anyways, mm-hmm. are you feeling you. this kind of pressure? I hear you. We all do. We yeah. all do. Um, the world we live in, there's no escaping it, man. Um, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And... I've seen very few people, um, let me rephrase, having a relationship with social media that is that of a tool, mm-hmm. um, that is a, a marketing machine, um, and viewing it in that compartmentalized fashion mm-hmm. is a goal. 
and not having it be, I think it's inevitable that it will be a driver of your aesthetic eventually. If you see one particular aesthetic get more traction than another, it's so hard, man. I don't have a real answer for you there. It's... But maybe I don't need an answer. Just tell me how you feel about it. So that is, does that pressure exist for you? Do you let that be a pressure for yourself? I actively combat against it inside mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. I'm... My goal is, I mean, like, I'm still relatively young. I'm 31. Mm -hmm. My goal is to find what doesn't work a lot right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and my goal is to not get famous on Instagram. That's not my goal. Yeah. Um, it's healthy. Look at you. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and just reminding myself of that. Like, what's your goal? Yeah. What's your goal? Your goal is to have love in your life. Your goal is to find the time to produce as much as possible mm -hmm. and to feel grounded and connected to the world around you. Those are my goals. And anytime I'm straying away from those paths, just like coming back and being like, oh, yeah, that wasn't my goal. Right. Um, at the same time, we all want recognition. Yeah. You know, we all want to be seen. That's what it gives. And then to how we started talking about this in the beginning is that you you do want your artwork to be seen right yeah. uh, you do want it and he, here's a new way I just I'm, maybe people talk about this a lot maybe I, I feel like I haven't but I, I can't remember what it was like making artwork before Instagram it's actually like I, mm. really, I actually don't know mm. um, I feel you <laughs> uh, you know what um, TikTok is fun because I don't know anyone on it Okay. I know zero people on it and it feels like the platform is more raw. What is that? I actually haven't What heard. is TikTok? Yeah. It's like a new social media platform. I don't believe it's owned by any um, overlords, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook overlords. I don't think it's owned. Uh, but it just feels more like uh, a place to go document. Okay. And instead of like a place that you have to um, cut, polish, trim to fit beautiful photos you know i see how seriously everyone takes their documentation process yeah. and how much um how much effort is put into that and i think it's beautiful and it's something to aspire to personally mm -hmm. um but i don't really enjoy looking at photos of myself mm -hmm. period i i wish <laughs> i did i don't um so <sighs> it's a place where you can just kind of be loose and, and be about your shit and just kind of get it out there that yeah. um, feels a little bit less serious mm -hmm. than the climate of Instagram right now. But going back to that kind of the need to post or to, like, it's like, do you exist yeah. if you don't? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, the answer is you do. Yeah. You do exist <laughs> without right. social media. Um, and uh, your your grandchildren may not be able to see what you had for breakfast on <laughs> December 22nd. Maybe it's better that they don't. Yeah. You never know. I wonder how it's going to affect kids, um, yeah. you know. Well, I'm sure a platform, some platform is going to be selling that because, you know, there, there's a good way to monetize. Do you want to learn about your granddad? I, I, I would love to know what my granddad had for yeah, breakfast for sure. 60 years ago. I think that would be really cool. Or do you, because like, you, I wonder if you're just going to find out a lot of things you don't like about them. 
Yeah, well, humans are imperfect, <laughs> and you know. But it's better not to know. The... Leave that beautiful image in your head. I uh, yeah, maybe. Okay, sure. <laughs> I hear that. I'm uh, just gonna see photos of your granddad just wasted, <laughs> puking on someone's head. Someone captured that beautiful photo. Uh, but you know, that's where you come from. <laughs> Gotta know where you really came from, I guess. Yeah, here you are. Um, it does feel like. Um, Do you know much about your grandparents, like their backstory and their lineage and? Do you feel like you you feel grounded or rooted in your culture, where you came from, where they came from? I know about not enough. I know about my grandparents and a, a little bit about great grandparents, especially on my mother's side, because my grandma is living here in Canada. I don't feel grounded at all. I moved when I was fourteen, so right. so you just kind of get lost in cultures and mm-hmm. it doesn't. Uh, it's you know there's. It's an interesting transition, too, where it feels like the national pride, at least the way I see it and the way I see it in Canada, it's it's like patriotism is a little bit less promoted because I can see how it can lead to almost aggression. We need like healthy patriotism because yeah, yeah. nationalism, then it feels a little too much where I think because Canada is so accepting of all countries, I feel like looking back or looking at people who are really Russian or people who are really Scottish, people who are really American. Sometimes it feels like that nationalism c- can easily go into this unhealthy territory. Yeah. So I feel strange about that. And at the same time, I think you, you have to You feel strange about best. the fact that Canadian culture is kind of uh, patriotism light? I, I feel strange seeing people who are so patriotism heavy uh-huh. because I, I, can't, I can't relate enough. I feel so, so, so much in the middle. Uh-huh. I hear you. And it's got to be probably Canadian culture in here. You know, that's... Yeah. yeah. But th- I, what I think what the struggle is, is that at the same time, I think you have to pay homage to the where you came from and be proud of uh, where you came from. Because, uh, like, when you study history, this every culture did so much cool. Did so much cool. And then, like, when you're looking back on your parents, great-grandparents, you have, you know, you want to be... You want to learn about what the culture is and you want to be proud of it and own it. It's... It's how far are you going to go with this? Right. How how Canadian are you going to be? How American are you going to be? Are you going to wear a flag every day? Mm-hmm. Be? I mean, we're both immigrants, right? Yes. We both, I immigrated here when I was 17, you when you were 14? Yep. Yes. Um, Canada has a lot of real beauty to it. It's got a lot of darkness like every country. Oh, yes. Uh, but um, the way it treats its people coming from a place of... Uh, I don't know, more overt gnarliness. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of true beauty here. And I, I do find people being proudly Canadian and like, I'm like, yeah, like rad in a good way, in a but healthy way. And I think because I mean? our value, what those values are of being Canadian are, are very different from yeah, other acceptance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I, I it's something I, I, I need to work on. I think. What's that? Getting to know your heritage better, uh, or being patriotic? <laughs> just learning more. I think learning more about it. I know there's no like I don't need to. I, I'm quite aware and I'm quite proud of where I came from. Yeah. Uh, but I guess like for example, maybe learning history is something I could do a lot more. Uh. It's just being. So before the podcast started, Michael and I were talking about. I feel like being an outsider in so many ways, and I th- here's another reason why I feel like one because mm. I'm kind of. You know, I'm I'm 28, so I spent half my life here, half of my life here, half of my life in Kazakhstan, and you know, even that, like, I'm not Kazakh, I'm a Russian from Kazakhstan, uh. 
And so I don't really speak Kazakh language. I forgot a lot of it. Uh-huh. Even though Kazakhstan has a lot of Russian people, like there your identity is o- already kind of skewed. Because if I tell people I'm Kazakh, from Kazakhstan, they're like, well, you're not, you know, you don't look like a Kazakh person because they look m- more Asian. They look like, a, you know, similar to Mongolians. Uh-huh. For, um, so then there's one, then you move and you're like, well, I guess I'm Canadian now. It's like, okay, um, maybe. And then, y- okay, well, but you still speak Russian. And uh, there's, you know, there's so many ways to do it. And then, back to the conversation of like well you do full-time work art and then you're trying to be fun art it's like there's so many ways to split but maybe that, like i was telling you earlier maybe that's a comfort zone maybe that's like a it's a place of uh, you the way you're saying it's like a place of observation yeah i mean like not resting upon um not the laurels but like resting upon like uh definitive uh acknowledgement of a particular identity of what you are and just kind of maintaining fluidity i think is the nature of what will exist in the future perhaps mm-hmm. uh where you know with the internet age with the glass age that we're living in where everyone's staring at glass their whole fucking <laughs> lives you know uh maybe the cultural barriers and national barriers will be broken down a bit more i what you're saying totally resonates with me you know my father was adopted i don't really understand where he comes from on mm-hmm. that side yeah and i'm pretty estranged from my mother's side um so i don't really have any sort of cultural understanding other than i was raised in south philadelphia which Mm -hmm. is dramatically different to the culture here um so when you were moved and you were 17 did you feel that uh split uh of of what you're you you kind of you're becoming or that because you were in different cultures and then that that really forces you to choose rather than i feel if you live only in one place yeah, it's easy be to be in a comfort of like you have a lot of time to figure out. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, like there was so much discomfort and so much recalibration associated with moving to this utopia of yeah. of a culture. When yeah. I first landed here, I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> people are just nice because they want to be. There's no like sort of mutual parasitism that was really prevalent growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I still like try to retain and hold on to the things that I feel like I've learned from earlier yeah. life. I mean, like, what did you? What sort of cultural things did you hold? No, I want to ask you that first. So, how nationalist do you go? Hmm. Uh, maybe that's not a good term, but like patriot, patriot, patriotic to where your ancestors come from. How much of that do you hold on to? I feel like I more try to hold on to like the things that I learned from my parents' failures more so than. Uh, it's not about a culture. Then. Nationalism like, or okay. culture. I don't really have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of like, a, I don't really, I'm not landing anywhere. Mm. Um, you know, white people in the States, like there's no, like <laughs> there's just white people. Like, yeah. you know, um, they came over here at some point and, mm-hmm. you know, now they're here. Well, um, but, uh, some people retain that shit. Some people yeah. are like heavy Italian. You know, yeah. South Philadelphia is very Italian. Mm-hmm. So that sort of plays an influence, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, because it's, was my environment um but again it kind of comes down to like do i hold on to the values of my daddy and the values of my mama uh i feel like that sort of resonates more and Mm -hmm. um i was raised very religious and um those values are still very prevalent in terms of you know the golden rule treat others how you want to be treated that kind of shit um they still hit home for sure Mm -hmm. not so much about jivas and all that but you know (laughs) um but yeah. you that's uh, but you do get to pick and choose right you if let's say you if you are italian you could hold on to the art and maybe the food. hold on to not other, other things yeah yeah 100 uh, percent. 
So uh, there is that freedom. And I guess some cultures are a lot more heavy-handed about patriotism than others. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's, a, it's an interesting thing when someone does choose or does not choose to show it in their work, if we're going to take it back uh. to art, uh. because that, that is a clear choice. And it feels like, I don't know, maybe in Canada, it's like you have the most freedom to reflect back on it, and so many people actually choose not to. Mm. Interesting. I wonder what that says. I mean, there, I think nationalism and the idea here, it's, uh, it, it is more low-key. Because it's so... Open, right? Because we do operate in this sort of salad of multiculturalism, mm -hmm. which is, I had a cab driver describe Canada as a salad. Uh, <laughs> and I thought it was great. Um, you know, where um, America, the States just kind of consumes mm -hmm. uh, culture and like people can retain it to a degree. I feel like here people hold on to their shit a bit more and i think it's really beautiful and like there's a lot of co-opting of shit and people still retain a lot of values but still operate under the the sort of homogenized network of canadian culture mm -hmm. sort of lost where i was going with that no worries i was just thinking about how present i am in this conversation <laughs> and i love it because <laughs> i was like the way uh, for people listening the way i do it is i usually you know write down questions then i have a full sheet of wherever i go and we just went on this Cool, uh, cool tangent. Yeah, tangent about uh, identity. Digressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was talking about how uh, we're just talking about how in Canada, how many people may not choose to identify yeah, their yeah. work. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. I, I, when I first moved here, I felt like man, I, I've been making art for a long time, but I haven't really been like taking it serious yeah. for that long. Um, my work was a lot more sort of subversive and angry. I was younger, but. There's a lot of that energy in America where mm. there's just like systemic racism. There is up here too, for certain, but yeah. it's just more fucking in your face there. Um, <laughs> it's very extreme, and the history is not so fun. So no, yeah. you know, history is gross. Yeah. And uh, I like I like using that anger as fuel. That you know, um, the aggression associated with the injustices of the world. I'll use it as fuel deep down and I'll, I'll throw it into the artwork, but I don't know if it needs to be as heavy handed as an American flag upside down dripped in blood. <laughs> um, it's too easy. Yeah, it, yeah. Feels, it feels pretty easy, but I like political work. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how you feel about it. As long as it's done, not like a, as long as it's not spoon feeding. Because once again, mm. I think it's too easy to just, yeah, you know, draw a bunch of turd flags and it's, it feels like you're treating your viewer as a kid. Mm. And yet that's the kind of art that does get successful because mm. it is easily digestible. Right. It's open yeah. to a lot of demographics and I'm people can... talking like a snob. Whatever, man. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, it's how you feel. Yeah. Um, you know, the work that can land with the widest majority of people, you know, that's cool. As long as it's done tastefully, right? Um, yeah. Because on, on the flip side, if people get nothing out of your work, then maybe you failed, you know? Because if the, if the idea is to... Tell connect. something, connect, some, right? connect ins yeah. whether you want to say a story, a feeling, and it doesn't land, then uh, that's my typical, that's, uh, that's my uh, uh, often question or like, it's a conversation I'm interested yeah. in an abstract work. Yeah. Because some, if you really, if you need to read a, like a write up to get it, I'm all, and that's probably because I come from an animation background uh. where it's like, if you didn't, if the people didn't get what happened, it's on you. Like you failed. If you, people didn't get the joke, the action, the story, the mood, it's, because you're not using your tools correctly. So if you, if the artist wants to convey sadness, 
after a painting, but you need to read a write-up about it, then it feels like a piece as a standalone. It, it, like it did not convey enough to mm. you. Uh, there's a fine line, right, between making art for an artist of one or uh, an audience of one yourself yeah. and just having it be sort of this overt expression of self where everyone's just like, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah. Like nobody gets it and making it because it's what Instagram tells you to make, you yeah. know? Uh, <laughs> oh, we're back there. Yeah, we're back there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Um, I wrote this uh, little thing here. Um, I just was right this morning writing down some thoughts where I wanted to chat with you about because, I mean, maybe you can reflect back on this and see. But you know, th- it feels like a lot of artists uh, these days feels like we need to be sped up to keep up and make quite a bit of work. This is kind of reflecting back on Instagram thing we just talked about. But yet I'm sure, you know, there's there's got to be painters out there who do make just maybe 10 pieces a year, uh, you know. Uh, and of course, it depends on the process and how someone works, but it feels like the diligence and the effort that can be put into uh, a painting that's done over two months versus two days, we're talking about different levels. And while there's no, you know, right or wrong way make to make a piece, and I understand we all have to sustain ourselves, um, in, which means you have to produce a lot more work, so this, you know, making 10 paintings a year may not be a great model if you're trying to make money with your artwork. Um, but h- how do you feel about this idea that if you look back on art history, so many pieces, like especially in the sculpture world, but I mean, a lot of the paintings, even impressionists took months to complete a certain painting. One, because if you're, paint- if you're painting from life, well, you're only going to go on the days when it's the right amount of light. Uh, so it feels like but that's an emblematic of their culture and their time yeah. everything was slower yeah um, are we doing a disservice to the artwork if perhaps. we're ta- it's because I'm talking yeah so this uh, this feeling of being sped up um, uh, I know like I didn't throw in a question there just yet but wh- how do you feel about this uh, divide where nobody tells us to spend a day on a piece or a year on a piece right. it just feels like the culture for uh, often enough for mo- majority of us makes us feel like we need to go faster right Right. I mean, everything about our culture is needs to happen immediately. And a lot of people are forgetting to have fun and derive joy out of the mundaneness of whatever, riding your bike to work or whatever. They're, they're too in their own fucking heads about the day mm-hmm. to actually enjoy riding the fucking bike. Yeah. Um, and I think that metaphor sort of serves in mm-hmm. this context. Yeah. Um, at the same time, Knowing your tools and knowing how to execute with your tools in a professional fashion and well is something that I really look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to be too proficient in my techniques where I'm just replicating. Mm-hmm. And my paintings start feeling like a design that I could do on Photoshop uh, and then send out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want it to feel like that. But I, I asked this question because I, I've never really thought about why is it that I want to want to complete a painting in a certain amount of time, and often it is because maybe you want to show it or you want to move on. But yeah, you want to move on. But that's probably a lot of it. But nobody, it's like nobody tells you that you should you should spend two days or two months in a piece, you know. And why do we choose? Do you have work that days? you revisit or or work that you come back to? No. 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 I I sort of feel like this collective pressure that that's looked down upon mm-hmm. um, where like you do a thing and then the thing is done and it's yeah, out yeah. in the world um, and I don't want to judge myself yeah. and I don't want to succumb to the uh, perceived judgment of others 
um, because nine times out of ten, they're probably not judging me, and I'm just <laughs> thinking they're yeah, judging exactly. me. Um, so I, I just want to remove that pressure. I think ultimately art exists better when there's uh, – I can't say that. He's making I can't rules. say that. He's making rules. We can't I do can't that. Say that. Yeah. No, no. Th that's a problem with all these conversations. You can never say, oh, this is how it is. Yeah. Because I was going to ask you. Pressure is so good sometimes. Yeah. You know? Pressure is great. Yeah, but Deadlines are awesome. Exactly. But generally, do you feel like is the artwork going to be better if you spend more time on it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, no. It could be overthought. And, you know, I think having the – it comes back to uh, an elevated perspective. And I mean that in terms of, like, physical elevation. Mm -hmm. If I'm able to look at a painting from 100 feet away and be like, cool um, – you get too close. Yeah. You get too fucking close. And having people around you that are like, yo, move on. Yeah. Yo, fucking move on. Uh, I think is really nice. Yeah. It's, 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 but it just feels like we're not even taught this idea. Uh, I know, I, you know, sometimes you look online, I know there's artists who are doing that. But that's why I was mentioning sculpture because good luck passing by, good, good luck avoiding this process of not putting that homework in where you're going to make a, you're going to build a right. small scale, right. you do a study. If one, I guess it always goes back to representational because there's definitely abstract sculpture where you just throw a bunch of me hot metal right. into the water and just explodes. Even then, you know, you have to, you have to build it's a lot of work. Yeah, 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 what was already laid down. And I feel like so in sculpture, it's like you have to really respect the process to get to where you want to be. You mm -hmm. want to build that thing that's going to be like double the human size. Well, you're probably going to build four or five sculptures before you even get there. Mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. going to hire a full-time model. And I think that's why it's like so hardly, it's so hard to be, it's, an ex it's not a really accessible field to pursue because of how difficult it is. Mm. Um, and yet, in order to really make artwork as a sculptor, you probably have to spend three months on a thing. And I hear you. Does it make it more impressive? Is time the only metric of, of what is impressive? No, I don't think. Is it, is it a contributing factor sometimes? Yeah. I mean, so in my professional creative world, there is like definitive systems that have to be replicated and in place in order for something not to fall and kill somebody mm -hmm. right or you know in metalworking or woodworking uh or in scenic painting there are rules that you stick to because they are time honored and there's a lot of heritage and tradition there there's a lot of that in my life already mm -hmm. so when i go into a studio space i want to be able and i'm making my own personal work i want to be able to make the mistakes that other people probably have made mm -hmm. um but make them for myself. I know learning from other people's failures is a good thing. Um, yeah. I'm stubborn, and I need to get knocked down by myself mm -hmm. every now and then. And um, interesting, when you when you make artwork, do you ever do you ever set? I mean, I guess you have to set a time pressure on yourself when you're working for an art show. But typically, these days, when you make an artwork it is finished when it's finished it's rather than this should take this long you don't really think about that when way. i'm fussing mm -hmm. and i'm no longer learning i'm just exerting judgment on a mm -hmm. piece mm -hmm. um it's time to stop yeah um when i'm still learning about the techniques that i'm building or the techniques that oh. i'm learning like through other people mm -hmm. uh i i still i feel like there's momentum um but that can be Momentum is important, I mm -hmm. think, regardless of, like, I left a piece that I just finished, I left on the wall for, like, 
two months and then I tried to pick it back up again and had a really hard time yeah. sort of like getting shit going again and getting to that nice um, space again so I the whole adage of success love speed I like <laughs> um, and churning shit out keeps uh, again it comes down to dilution it keeps things flowing yeah, yeah. Um, and that's important you know yeah very do interesting you, I, I'm do you agree I it's it's almost it's almost like and you thought I, I just wonder if I if I should try to make a piece of war artwork that will take two months I want uh, I want to see you do that uh, I, I would I would I mean it seems like you're harping on it like like you want to work slower but you feel a pressure to work quick and like I would love to see you sit on like a five by five for like four yeah. or five months. I'm, I'll probably hate myself uh, because we're so used to doing that. And yeah, the, but the question is, you know, do you, do 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 you need to do that? Is just what would you learn from it, and is there going to be more value? Maybe the question is, are, am I? Are we too used to working too fast because that's what's become the norm? I think that's so. what's really expected. Yeah, yeah. I feel so. You know, I, but we're up to the challenge. I think as a as a species or uh you know hopefully we're up to the the environment of rapid pace that we've created for ourselves mm -hmm. is created by us yeah. so hopefully we're up to the challenge that we present to ourselves and if we're not whatever yeah. you know isn't there a quote something like uh, anything worth worth making is not easy or something like that anything I don't know is it. there a quote am I making something up where it's like everything or so like I don't know. Things that... Uh, I'm going to have to Google this. I think the sentiment being that, you know, things that really matter the most are not going to be easy or things that are uh, that are going to be most gratifying, they're not going to be a quick thing. It's going to be... It's going to require a lot of effort, which is what makes it really gratifying. Is that It's that the work that has been put into it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, look at the way uh, Tierney Milne, one of our studio oh, mates, works. She has a particular aesthetic and she bangs shit out mm -hmm. but that aesthetic holds true throughout she just she she learns and grows differently than i mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. i feel like uh the means with which i'm learning and growing is impatient and mm -hmm. because she's able to stick to a particular aesthetic mm -hmm. uh and work quickly she's learning more as a result of having different um designs roll through so rapid interesting okay. i don't know uh, yeah. if it, it seems like a fast pace is is a huge contributing factor to uh failing quickly and letting that failure be washed over by success yeah, and teach you quickly yeah. yeah yeah that's a good point it's true it's like you're making like small little pieces of lessons maybe until you're ready to take on the big big lesson you know maybe, maybe that's what it maybe is. like life in general is the big lesson and mm -hmm. you know the the trajectory of one's meandering path of career is the big fucking lesson and each individual piece you know doesn't have to be the end all be all mm -hmm. um there doesn't need to be any particular masterpiece it's like this is the culmination of my career yeah um i feel like that's putting again a lot of pressure on a particular painting but yeah it sounds like you want to work slower though i don't even know i yeah. just i'm 
it's more maybe it's not sl being slow it's more it's more about i think you're going to give something a lot more value by the amount of attention you put into it have you ever given yourself um like a paint vacation where you like go somewhere and like i'm just going here with three canvases and that's all i'm doing is painting no i haven't done that it sounds nice doesn't it, it sounds or romantic I, when i did a residency it was kind of like actually yeah those are cool moments but yeah. i haven't done it with okay just three paintings mm -mm. yeah i'd like to i'd like to you should do it yeah i know um when is that gonna happen i have no idea um living in this town is expensive yeah, it is. operational costs are what they are right now yeah uh, yeah so um do you, do you do you ever re reflect back on your years when they end? Do you do any exercises of like here's my 2019? Did I do good? Like New Year's resolutions and things, no, and or just stuff a, or like that? Yeah, anything like it. Or do do you look at successes and things that didn't go so well in a year to learn from them to go? Like, because I, I think it's an interesting metric. I can see how it's cheesy, but it is an interesting metric to be self-aware enough to kind of like here's 365 days that went by. Let's let's measure myself. Like do do this kind of. I mean, probably too much. Really? Uh, okay. Daily? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, doing it from a, a conscious place where, like, language is used, being like, oh, you know, I really didn't, um, you know, handle myself well in this particular circumstance, mm -hmm. or I rushed this way too much and it didn't turn out well. Uh, like, browbeating myself, I don't find very productive. Yeah. Um, so uh, doing it subconsciously, like, through practice of certain things whether it's you know moving my body or breathing or yeah. whatever um and just kind of acknowledging my own imperfections as they occur and letting them pass through um is sort of how i try to operate um yeah i spend i spend a fair bit of time thinking about that kind of shit yearly um i really enjoy the downtime during the holidays to like hang with my family who i never fucking see yeah and yeah, spend some time consciously uh, and subconsciously sort of looking back and being like, that really didn't work. Or, <laughs> or you know, that worked well. Let's let's pursue that further. Um, did you make enough artwork? No, no. I don't <laughs> think I did. Uh, but I'm proud of the things that I did do. Mm -hmm. uh, and eh, it's so hard to view time accurately. Yeah. Um, we're all way too hard on ourselves and we yeah. all expect way too much on top of living in an expensive town and being a lot of things to a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. If you're able to spend any time, any week, you know, for yourself, for your personal practice, whatever that means to you, you know, pat yourself on the back. Um, <laughs> we're spoiled. That's yeah. We we're super spoiled. Yeah. Um, what, what, what has worked best for you this year? Is there any, Fuck like, Ilya, you, come on, man. give me some successes. Uh, <laughs> um, from a creative standpoint. Yeah. Um, I like the work that I'm doing right now. I, uh, it's, it's it, very me. It feels like it's coming from a real place. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a performance this year that I, I thought, I don't think landed the way I wanted it to land, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, it was fun to do, and I was really grateful for the expression of creative uh, community support that yeah. sort of reared its head when I went to go do it. That's cool. Uh, that was really beautiful. Uh, we have a really tight-knit, beautiful community here that everyone I know is super grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I like the work I'm doing right now. I'd like to keep doing it and keep pushing my visual language into uh, simplicity and uh, complicating it through symbolism, which mm -hmm. I haven't yet done, but I'd like to do. Um, playing with symbols is is something that I feel like is really prevalent mm -hmm. in, in our culture, um, art artistic culture currently, because mm -hmm. uh, it's really all we got left. Yeah. It's like all we can do is like take a Mickey Mouse and fucking shove something on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, art. Um, so yeah, playing with symbolism is what I'm looking forward to doing. You think you'll have to go more representational then? No. no? Um, my work is very representational. It's just very circuitously representational. Mm -hmm. uh, I find a lot of inspiration from the human form. I I look at a lot of models of muscular systems mm -hmm. and then pull forms from them. Mm, interesting. And it then, does make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then sort of collage them together in a way that wouldn't make sense if you looked at the source material. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I Google like piles of naked bodies a lot <laughs> <laughs> and like take a calf and yeah. take a shoulder, you know, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like an interesting exercise. Um, what's your what's your favorite place? What's my favorite place? Oh yeah, in Vancouver. I don't know. My favorite place in Vancouver right now is Acadia Beach, at six a.m. in the winter because no one's down there, <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like a different town. Um, go down there one day, and uh, yeah, it feels like it feels like you're on the moon. Um, in the world, somewhere hip deep in snow. Snow. Yeah. Like the cold. Yeah. yeah. Hip deep in snow with like no noise. Like like the silence yeah. of dead winter. You need a nice cabin somewhere. Yeah, but unfortunately I picked a career that involves big cities. So uh, dude, you'll figure it out. We'll see how long I last here. I know. You'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, cabins would be nice. Yeah. Having one. Snow. Yeah. Have a couple of dogs. You know. Are you getting up into the snow at all this year? I hope so. You ski, right? Yeah man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Baker's getting hit right now. That's right. Let's go. Let's go. Baker, though, that's a hard one. That's a Have you ever been? Uh, I've only visited. I've never skied there, but oh, I hear it a lot of, yeah? Yeah, that's good. Okay. That's, uh, you heard it. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I got it on paper. Nice. What advice do you wish you got before you went to post-secondary? Um, I look at a lot of people who chose a path earlier than I did and didn't meander as much, uh, and I again envy and jealousy will kill you mm -hmm. um so comparing yourself i think is the enemy of all that is good inside oneself uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh i do wish i'd had the courage earlier to be like no i'm gonna just paint mm -hmm. and i think when i was in my early 20s there was a lot of uh effort to uh be all things to all people and like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be serious. I'm going to work doubles. <laughs> I'm going to be an adult. All the time. Yeah, exactly. There was there was a need to, like, prove myself as an adult. Like, mm -hmm. I'm self-sufficient, not in my own country. I got to, like, make this work. Um, it's admirable. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, now don't take yourself so fucking seriously. Mm -hmm. It would be uh, good advice for younger myself. Um, you know, there was a huge effort to, like, chop my hair off and like know the jargon and like study the things that I had to study 
in order to be taken seriously. I think a lot of people in the arts, because it's the arts, um, especially in the theater community, they take themselves very seriously because mm-hmm. it's looked down upon culture. Like, oh, you're a fucking artist. Yeah. Go fucking play with some crayons, asshole, you know? <laughs> uh, so they have to like redouble their efforts to be seen as legitimate business people or what mm. have you. Um, and something is lost there. Um, so yeah, just chill the fuck out and like, don't worry so much. You're going to be fine. You're not going to starve. You've never starved in your life. <laughs> you know, don't worry so much. Yeah. yeah. Have you been the most you then lately? Are you the most authentic self? <laughs> Bro, as, f- as far it. as you can be, <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm on a path to uh, listening to not the wrong voices more. Mm-hmm. That was convoluted as fuck. No, no, uh, I understand what you mean completely. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm I'm trying to not listen to shitty voices inside my head more, um, and the voices around me that I don't feel like serve me. Um, mm. I don't know what that will look like in, in years to come. Uh, hopefully, ten years down the line, I'll get I'll be even better at at listening to the voice inside my own head that is a positive one that's saying, you know, you're doing good work and you're and you're trying to be friendly and you're trying to live right, you know. Very nice. That kind of shit, you know. Yeah, that's very well put. Yeah. Very good. Uh, if you oh, <laughs> if you had to choose another, choose another career, what would it be? Hmm. Do you think of being an artist as a career? By the way, are you are you doing as a career? Are you or uh, what you're doing as an artist? Do you do you think of it as a career? Is it restricted? Yes, but I'm still in school. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I like viewing it as uh, I'm not. I'm still in school. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still working out. I'm still getting ready for whatever the show. Uh, and that'll probably be my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, is there uh, do is there a danger of feeling like you're always in school? Is there yeah, is there something I that's think, missing? I think there's a lot of fear associated with with being in school. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of insecurity and uncertainty. Like, will I ever have a career? Mm-hmm. Will I ever make a, a, a full blown career out of that? But that's a voice that is fear based. Like one hundred percent, and I have to trust that if I put my efforts in the right direction for a long enough period of time, things will compound and things will transpire. And I know I work hard, mm-hmm. so at the end of every day, saying it was a day, it was just a day. There's going to be more of them, and feel good about the work that you did because feeling shitty about it you're just gonna suffer twice like why bother right yeah i have to learn about that me too bro every fucking day especially when you haven't done work that's a tricky one yeah but what you're doing in your in your day job is like bringing joy to children like what (laughs) what higher good can there be that that's yeah that's definitely great i'm just talking about um yeah i think it's just like reframing your mind right yeah 100 percent, man and also, I think it's having control of your goals or understanding how to get there. I don't. I don't know if I'll ever really be in control of them. I. I. I want to like know what they look like off in the distance, but I know once I get close to them, 
they're gonna be ugly and they're yeah. gonna change. You're gonna make some new ones. Yeah. <sighs> There's no no answers, man. Uh, <laughs> what which artist must everyone know about? <laughs> Harvin, you can name a couple. Um, what artist should everyone know about? Everyone should know about Michael Robert Bach. That's right. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Uh, for that was a good but one. Yeah, you gave me one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's a piece of art that had a huge impact on you? When I was like. I don't know, 16, 17, uh, David Cho did this big whale uh, on, in the highway where he stood on the back of a pickup truck. Um, he made, you know, a whale that was like, I don't know, like 100 feet long, something yeah. like that. Um, and just like playing with modalities of like what humans are capable of, of doing in one go. Like, oh, I'm going to stand on the fucking back of a truck and like hold something. Uh <laughs> really encouraged me to like continually pursue um ways of fucking with people's perception of time and space yeah um i'm like oh wow that must have taken a long time to do nope it took you know 30 seconds um yeah that's a big one nice yeah how about you uh most impactful artwork go oh shit it's hard right oh yeah no i think uh, i think there's been many I went to oh shit see I I gotta look up that name mm. there's a the first like in, in the first yeah it's not gonna help me I was gonna say in the first room at the Mo- Moscow State Museum there's a painting I'll have to try to probably find a share it I can't remember the name but it, it's it's so big and but it's a big painting that executed in a very impressionistic and flowing way rather than like being super detailed oh man i'm gonna have to look up this artist's name mm. but overall actually this year going to russia and seeing some of the museums in moscow and st petersburg this is too so much to blow you away that it's, mm. it's actually overwhelming so i'm not i i, I know i'm kind of dodging i'm not naming a single piece of artwork but there's so much um like the russian school of painting is so strong and yet so many artists having had the technical understanding background they do not stick with the technical background it's like they allowed themselves to flow and i know i'm a fan of a lot of impressionist like over the impressionist era in general so Mm. that's where i'm looking at Mm. um maybe i can look i'll try to look it up on my phone but man it was good i got one for you yeah um the gross clinic it was uh in a museum um in philadelphia and like philly's like a great art town Mm -hmm. uh if america ever gets invaded or bombed hopefully it will uh exist as the nazis treated paris like they didn't bomb it Mm because of the art Uh, maybe that's not true i don't know if that's (laughs) true Uh, but there's a lot of really beautiful galleries um and that piece and it's it's capture of light and how fucking massive it was how detailed it was Mm -hmm. um really hit me hard as a kid um i went to uh summer camp at the uh at the philadelphia art museum as a Mm -hmm. kid um it was like a a program where they take a bunch of kids from a bunch of neighborhoods and all throw them in the art gallery and kind of give them free reign. It was like, you know, in the nineties, uh, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And at the time there was like not that much oversight and we were like, it's a big fucking building and they let us go in the archives. And like, so there was this, there was this overtone of like the m- magical nature of museum culture and like, 
mm-hmm. it still it still holds a lot of water with me still. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be fun to work in museums. Was it later was in it life. impactful because like, you got it early and you really got a kind of really close connection to it? Yeah, I mean, my mama was like all she you know she did her master's in art history uh, and art therapy, and she like really harped on art history growing up, mm-hmm. like very heavy handed. Okay. Uh, in a good way, like you know, we still are able to really connect over art when I go home, which is lovely. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, having that having that environment of just like, I don't know what the fuck all this shit is, <laughs> and I'm young, but it feels really fucking magical to be like in its presence, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was really a huge turning point. Man, I'm trying to find a painting on my phone. I can't. I'll have to look for it later. Anyways, sorry I interrupt you. I'm just trying to find You're the good. thing I was talking about. You're good. Too much good art, people. That's yep, what that's it is. True. It all blends together nowadays. You know, like looking at my Instagram feed, yeah. you know, it just like, I don't find myself stopping and taking enough time to really dive deep into research. I'm just like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Um, and it's unfortunate. I, uh, again an expression of me needing to slow down mm. and appreciate things in a different way <laughs> yeah that's why i think people are who are so fortunate to live um close to uh, galleries that hold a lot of artwork especially mm-hmm. you know from various uh, centuries where you know free admission i think you know washington dc new york uh london there's places where you can walk into and be connected with like thousands of years of art, mm-hmm. art history. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's amazing. Of, like as humans, we still have it. There's yeah. so much to learn, but yeah, that, that I think that's a privilege to be able to go somewhere and experience that. Yeah. That's what I missed about East coast culture is like, mm-hmm. there's, um, there's this brain trust that is so immediately accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of the Barnes foundation? No, you fuck with impressionism weird. you should go yeah. and see the Barnes gallery um, okay. it's one of the most Im- impactful impressionist collections that exists in our world today um, and it has a really amazing story terrible story mm-hmm. but really beautiful story uh, they wound up taking this mansion from the suburbs like the countryside of Pennsylvania and they uh, sort of implanted it into um center city mm-hmm. in order to um retain some of the uh the legalese associated with uh the the trust of this old white man mm-hmm. um <laughs> but it's it's fucking breathtaking definitely check it out come okay. visit me in philadelphia for there you go. the six days that i'm there when are, you, when are you going? Uh, from the 20th to the 26th, 28th. One day, one day, man. I'll be yeah. gone. But anyways, I just realized that I'm asking these questions about favorite paintings, and like I can't name many. Like Alma, it's hard, Alma right? Tarama, I love, but I, there's a specific painting, and I just don't remember names. Uh. Shame on me. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss that, bro. That's my uh, new resolution of 2020. Learn some painting names. There you go. Get, yeah. get five under your belt. They're like, bang, 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 bang. Uh, I don't have those. Yeah, I, 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 need, I need to do that. I know painters, I think, that I would yeah, call out, but yeah, no artists. Michael Bach, time is out. Time is up. You're Michael Robert Bach. What a rock star and what a amazing, incredible person to Thanks talk to. Thanks for having me, man. You're a good friend and scholar. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, I think we always have really good conversations, so I'm glad I got yeah, you dude, on I here. Yeah, dude, I always appreciate talking to you in the studio. It's great. It's a good time. 
Um, I learned a lot. Um, maybe tell people how they can find you. Uh, you can find me at Michael Robert Bach on Instagram. And uh, I got a show up on Main and Broad right now. Otherwise, uh, I'll be floating around. Um, floating around? Come, come say hey to me if you see me in a party or something like that. That's right. You better. Maybe yeah. Look up. This guy's cool. Well, good fellas, good people. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for uh, hanging out with me. 2019. I know I should make a really big deal out of it, but I don't know. It's, it's nice to make a big deal out of year ending. Everyone's talking about a new decade. Whatever. Do I don't you know. make new resolutions or anything like that? I, I'll make a plan. I want to I, I, I wanna make a plan so that there's something to be accountable for so that when you are sitting at home at 7 p.m. and you're like, I could just, you know, watch something that some movie or whatever, or I could, you know, here's an hour that I could spend on something to get myself closer to this plan I made. It's, 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 even if you're not deliver 100%, I find that it helps me to, it's like a, you were talking about a North Star, North Star. Yeah. It helps to know, okay, well, that's, that's where roughly where I want to go. Yeah. I don't want to put pressure on myself, but at the same time, it's nice to have something to look up at, you know? That's right. Yeah. So maybe there's a place to go. So yeah, make your, uh, your resolutions. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you got something out of it. I, I'm very grateful for all the people who are showing up here. So thanks to all the artists who took their time and uh, took two hours at a Sunday. Just come hang because it was really good for me. I appreciate you all. Thanks, Michael. Um, have a good one. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.